It is a two-person race in New Hampshire. We have two chair people for the Michigan Republican Party. And uh, we, we also are, are looking at uh, some clerks that are saying they may not be ready for the February 27th primary here in the state of Michigan. All fertile topics for our good friend Nolan Finley, editorial page editor for the Detroit News. Good morning, Nolan. Good morning, Guy. So it uh, comes down to a two-man race. What does this say about our nominating process that we haven't even had voters cast a vote yet in a primary, and we're likely already done. Well, this is a process badly in need of change. Uh, Iowa and New Hampshire are not representative states, neither one of them, and they shouldn't have so much influence on this process. I've long advocated for cluster primaries. You do five, six, seven at a time. You force these candidates to uh, campaign nationwide instead of camping out in Iowa for a good 18 months. Uh, and you get a more representative sample uh, throughout throughout the voting. You, know, you could do five or six primaries at a time until it's over. And I think you would, you would come out with uh, candidates with more appeal to a broader electorate. It does feel like it's sort of drawn out and doing a couple states at a time would at least include more people in this decision. Well, it's forced them out to into America. I mean, they spend hundreds of million dollars in Iowa for a few thousand uh, uh, participants in this caucus. It is not, uh, you know, it's not the best way to do this. If you would make them get out on the road, uh, go to Michigan, maybe go to uh nebraska uh, go to florida you know all in the the early days you might see uh good candidates uh get a chance to gain some traction and not get washed out so quickly uh nolan depending on who you talk to we either have uh pete hoekstra as the state gop chair or christina caramo uh what are we going to do with that it's going to end up in court i guess well, I guess, but Ronna Romney McDaniel, the uh, RNC chair, needs to make a decision here. She needs to recognize either either uh, Carbano or, or Pete Hoekstra, and that would go a long way toward resolving this. Uh, I mean, they, they, we shouldn't need to drag this out in court. I mean, we've got a, a, a primary election coming up in Michigan in just a very few weeks. Uh, you need a party structure in place, and right now they don't have one. And I think Pete Hoekstra offers this party a chance to reverse what has been just a uh, quick decline in its viability. That uh, that meetup on Saturday seemed to shift considerably when a call arrived from Mar-a-Lago. It's unclear if it was the former president or a member of his campaign, mm-hmm. but when they cast their lot behind Pete Hoekstra, that had to come as quite of a body blow for Christina Caramo, I would think. Well, I mean, I, I, I would think the Trump campaign would be as concerned as anyone. Uh, Michigan is an important state, and right now the Republican Party in Michigan is not prepared. It's in no shape at all to deliver this this uh, state for the Republican nominee. Uh, Nolan, city and township clerks throughout the state say they cannot pull off the requirements for Michigan's presidential primary primary without support from the Secretary of State. That it's just too much work with 
too little time? Well, I mean, they put a, a whole new regimen of, of voting rules and regulations in place and then gave no support to these clerks to um, help them comply with all these new uh, protocols. And, you know, you've got to lay that right at the fence, at the feet of the Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson. I mean, these clerks have been crying about this for quite a while, and they missed the deadline uh, uh, that the law requires to notify voters that uh, they need to pick a party before they they cast their absentee ballots. And, you know, it's a small thing, but it's a big headache for these local clerks. And, you know, it's not a very it's, a, it's not a very good report card for that secretary of state's office. Uh, Nola, was it a surprise to you that uh, Governor DeSantis dropped out of the race, the presidential race? I thought he'd go through New, New Hampshire, so I guess it was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, I'm glad to see it. He was going nowhere, uh, ran a very poor campaign. Here's a guy who had a record to run on, and instead of running on his record, he tried to uh, you know, engage in all these culture wars and, and you know, tried to mimic Trump. Well, we, only had, we already had a Trump in the race. I mean, I think America uh, was looking for competence, and he certainly offered that on paper. But, I mean, he just was not a very appealing candidate throughout this. And I'm glad it's to see it come down to a uh, two-person race and one that, you know, with two very, very different candidates, I think, and a very sharp contrast for, for voters. I think it's important for Nikki Haley to be in this race and stay in the race because you never know what's going to happen next with Donald Trump. And uh, Republicans uh, have to have a, a a choice, I think, yeah. because surely the whole party is not lined up behind Donald Trump. Well, the, the journal was pointing out this morning that 31 percent in, in entrance surveys in Iowa, 31 percent of Trump voters, not Republicans, Trump voters said they would change their vote if he's convicted of a crime. So that kind of underscores what you were saying about a plan B. Uh, i got to ask you, you guys came out and said, hey, I, I know that we're dizzy with success and exuberance about Jim Harbaugh and University of Michigan Wolverines, and they're giving him a big raise from $7 mil to $11 mil a year. But you, you struck a cautionary tone there, and I thought it was important to uh, to underscore that as well. Well, if you look at what um, we, we've seen in this state uh, – uh, you know, we had Michigan State this last season. Uh, you know, this, the contract Harbaugh is asking for, uh, you know, basically asked for immunity from all sorts of violations and a three-person arbitration panel before he can be fired. Now, he's a great coach. I doubt he's going to be doing anything along the lines of what we saw at MSU. But, you know, the, the president of, of a university uh, has to be able to protect the reputation of the school and the students of the school and to be able to move with some clarity if there is uh, an, an issue. And I think asking the university to cede its authority over personnel matters to a three-person committee is not a good idea. We just said, you know, yeah, this is very exciting, but uh, you don't want to give the you, – you're not obliged to give the man the world. Well, especially for a public university. Perhaps you could do that for right. a private institution. 
Perhaps. I mean, it is a different – I mean, they have these arbitration panels in the NFL, but as we pointed out, uh, NFL, that's, that's a private enterprise. Uh, university football team, public university football team is a public trust and a uh, different set of set of rules. I mean, uh, there are certain things he can get by going to the NFL that he won't get uh, staying at the U of M and, I, I, and, and vice versa. And I think uh, the university shouldn't feel obliged to craft an NFL-style contract. We will await and see what uh, New Hampshire gives us in this process. But, Nolan, I, I couldn't agree more that this is no way to run a nominating process. Uh, that one, basically, one state, and not a very good representative state, uh, selects our nominee. Take care. Have a great week, my friend. You too, guys. Lomas Brown, when we come back, one of the stars of 91, celebrating the stars of 24.